Hello and welcome to the podcast version of Kenya's biggest conversation that's broadcast live every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. on Spice FM. Hit subscribe for more thought-provoking conversations with your hosts Eric Latif, Ndu Oko and C.T. Muga and who's who of an eclectic mix of guests from the world of politics, policy, business and culture. This is a Situation Room podcast. Enjoy. We have a new guest joining us in the show. For this hour, we're going to have a conversation with Dr. Ekuru Aokot, the party leader of the Third Way Alliance, with regards to the proposed calls for a conversation, a national dialogue. Dr. good morning. Good morning. First of all, Eric, I, don't, I think you should not mislead your listeners. Yeah. It's not national dialogue. Yeah. They are calling it bipartisan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And but we will need to deconstruct what bipartisan means. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's bipartisan conversation. <laughs> You're here because you have previously said that hey, when you hear what they're talking about, you get a sense yeah. that this is a BBI being introduced through the back door. Mm -hmm. You'll tell us about yeah. that. Mm -hmm. You'll tell us about okay. But let's let's first hear the, city's pro, the proverb from Mali. Mm -hmm. mm. And I brought him more proverbs today. He did. An entire <laughs> book <laughs> of proverbs. Uh, no, mm -hmm. the, the good doctor is a man of his word. Yeah. <laughs> we discussed this book the last time he was here. Mm. And he said he would bring it. Mm. And lo and behold. The book is here. The book is here. What book is it? This book, Waiting for the Wild Beasts to Vote. Waiting for the wild beasts to vote. Yes. Right. By Amadou Kroma. Yes. So, Safi. you know how long you'll wait for that to happen, <laughs> Okay. The proverbs are from Mali. They are from Mali. Hmm. Truth is available only to those who have the courage to question what they have been taught. Truth is available only to those who have the courage, courage to, to question. question what they have been taught. Yes. What's your direct interpretation of this? For me, I think even if we were to contextualize it uh, in the context of our politics, and this is what we're going to try and delve into uh, mm. this morning, mm. um, there were a lot of um, election promises that we were told uh, in the last tw in the 2022 general election. Uh, but I think uh, many people believed it to be the truth, but but now it's manifesting daily, in my view, mm. as, become, as a lie. For example, we were told that we, uh, we, uh, we inherited empty coffers, but we can see the largest the kind of expenditure that this government uh, is, is, is putting Kenyans through, uh, the various appointments, the various constitutional, uh, you know, the disrespect for the violation of the constitution. So only when you question such actions, then that's when they become truthful. I'm that's, just putting into context of that's Kenya. when you see the truth. That's when you see the truth. Mm -hmm. That's when the truth comes out. Mm. To the extent that when we actually, so the truth here was that we are being lied to. <laughs> the despite truth the was recipe, that we are being lied to. Yes, the truth is that we are being lied to, despite the recipe. Because eventually, <laughs> a deputy president, commonly known as Rigiji, said, mm. "You know what? We don't have money. If you want to flock us, our buttocks are ready for flocking." Mm -hmm. So that was the truth. The truth is that actually we were lied to at electioneering time. And, then there was and therefore, the courage we now must have as Kenyans is to question that which we were told as the truth. Okay. 
So a couple of weeks ago yeah. on a Sunday, <clears throat> President William Ruto addressed the nation. Right. And this is following the call for nationwide protests by Azimio. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, there comes a time when it's important not just to keep talking, but to actually just pause and listen. And I'm listening to what is being said. And I think it's important that we all sit somewhere and have a conversation together. And he called then for bipartisan talks being held in parliament mm -hmm. between the Kenya Kwanzaa side and the Azimio side so they can thrash out these matters that are being raised by Azimio. And mm -hmm. he particularly went into this matter of the IBC selection panel. Mm -hmm. We can work out a way in which we can legally have a conversation that mm -hmm. that can be resolved. Yeah. And he says the other issues of the cost of living and all, their interventions that my administration has put in place and we can discuss that. Mm -hmm. Now, since then, we've seen Raila Odinga respond and say, yes, okay, to the calls. We have a call of the demonstrations. We are going to have uh, uh, participate in this. Although the Azimio side has its own opinion of how the talks are going to take <coughs> place. Mm. Parliament plus experts. Uh, Kenya Kwanza says parliament plus zero. Uh, other Kenyans are coming out to say, but where are we? Where do we fit into this conversation? And then herein comes Dr. Ekuru Okot and he says, Hi, in the BBI. <laughs> where do you get that from? Uh, yes, because, you know, Eric, I'm not a guest in this nation and in this country for sure. Uh, I've been around and um, I've also interacted largely with uh, some of this political uh, uh, political class and leadership. Um, BBI is already being implemented. Uh, there are many signs to how BBI is being implemented. Uh, if you look at uh, the, the, the deliberate uh, and utter um, violation of the Kenya Constitution, the Kenya Constitution at Article 130 uh, speaks of the national executive that comprises the president's deputy and the cabinet secretaries and it caps the cabinet at a maximum of 22. now the president actually expanded the executive against the provisions of the constitution i think we have what is it 24 27 cabinet secretaries hmm. appointed that is already a violation how, of how so explain i mean i'm talking about the the, the cabinet secretaries who were appointed and then we have got 43 permanent secretaries. You're talking about cabinet secretaries plus the cabinet level appointments yes. in terms of advisors. Yes. And the secretary to the No, no, no. Advisors, I don't count them as, a, as, a, as part of the cabinet. I'm talking about cabinet secretaries. Okay. Then principal secretaries are 43. The constitution caps the cabinet at 22. So you must match. So a cabinet is, secretary with a principal secretary. Okay. Now, over and above that, mm -hmm. the president have go, has gone ahead against a, a, a court order to appoint 53 chief administrative secretaries. These are animals that don't exist in our constitutional order. He has also created an office called the chief cabinet prime secretary. Again, another strange dragon that's not in, the, in our constitution. So what the president has done, he has actually violated the provisions of chapter 8, the, the, the executive, but also um, circumvented how you amend the constitution to expand uh, the national executive. Mm -hmm. That is, uh, you, you needed to invoke provisions of article 255, mm -hmm. 256, which is parliamentary initiative, and 257, popular initiative. Okay. And you remember, I mean, now let's tie it with BBI. Mm -hmm. The principle in BBI was that we need to accommodate regional representation. Mm. We need to bring Kenyans together. Now, bringing Kenya together in the lingua of this uh, political class in Kenya is picking pointmen from regions. 
and therefore bringing them into government and that is what they call simplistically <laughs> inclusion mm. that's not inclusion it's about because if you look at for example the chief administrative secretary that he has appointed all of them are failed politicians all not a single technocrat in fact point out to me any sing single technocrat in that list of 53 there's none yeah. so the president has also gone against the will and the letter the spirit uh, of the constitution surely, of the law. what is a failed the, politician you know there are people who participated in an election <clears throat> and they did not win the election yes there are many others in that list of CASs who did not vie for elective seats yeah but larger because they were how would you call them failed politicians they were his political supporters and the truth for the matter is unless you you now want to feign blindness you you must be able to see that these are people who are supporting the president full time yeah, and and you see and for okay, me, one, that's one, okay. one of the thing that but that's, that's not a failed politician well fair enough i mean okay um I haven't really even bothered to thrash out the, the but I know largely mm. there are many many of them ex governors whatever this and that they tried to be in senate they tried to go to parliament they failed so anyway be that as it may it is still very unconstitutional that he now expands the national executive and the reason I'm going back to TCT's uh, you know proverb from Mali you know in 2022 we are promised many things we will not borrow mm. we will not uh, we will run a lean government uh you know i will do this and that but we don't hear that anymore we don't also hear that uh, you know there's a mamamboga or a, a hustler or a boda boda who has been appointed into cabinet or into government because there are many of them who with the degrees so that if someone like president william ruto with all the intelligence machinery he could actually investigate and find out if there's actually a uber guy who drives even with two degrees that's a hustler and that's a man with qualification or a woman with qualification i will easily appoint to the cabinet then i will leave to the true promise i gave them that this will be a hustler uh, government a hustler government cannot go on burning money you do not have you do not you do not say i'm going to i'm going to spend 800 million shillings in buying cars i mean i see if you didn't have a car in the first place or as if government was did, did not have cars how is that a hustler nation so i think uh, city's proverb uh, sits very well with our political context and uh, yes I smell BBI because this idea of bipartisan dialogue inside parliament is already a, um, a red herring for me. Why do I say that? Because the issues we are talking about, cost of living, cannot be resolved on a round table or in a boardroom. This requires some serious economic fiscal policies to be in place. It requires us to fix issues to do with the, the The, the the financial act and if i to take you back to the idea of a lie you know in 2019 the people who are now drumming up uh, support for a reduction of the cost of living were actually in parliament when for example vat on petroleum was actually increased and that is what drove the cost of living high so today azimio cannot come out clearly and say we were not responsible remember it was during the handshake government that the cost of living actually went up and i i recall uh, raila molodinga himself just several months before uh, the election defending the government viciously defending the government i remember him using the words wacheni kubweka bweka kama mbo you know cost of living is not only unique to kenya mm. you know now that he did not form the government now he's turning around to say the cost of living this government is responsible no They are all responsible. 
uh, for, for the situation Kenya is in right now. And furthermore, I don't see any good that will come out of these bipartisan talks inside parliament. Most of MPs I've spoken to will tell you that there's nothing good that can come out of parliament. Parliament has already been compromised. Uh, Ruto is busy buying uh, opposition MPs. That's why you see the Jalangos, uh, the Professor Genders and others, uh, you know, uh, you know, being even scared of going back to, to their woods. What is buying? Well, it's, I mean, this is the language they use themselves. They have told me that our parliament has been bought. It's been compromised. Last week I was in a, in a show similar to you as uh, with a member of parliament whose name let me not mention he said we could forget about anything that came out of parliament and i say this because you know there are three cardinal uh, duties of a member of parliament to represent the constituency that actually sent you to parliament mm. to pass legislation mm. and to oversight government yes if the cost of living is high uh, eric city why have we not seen a single motion being tabled in parliament to address this cost of living. Why are we not seeing a statement being issued by, say, the leader of majority or leader of minority in, in, on the floor of status and let's debate that statement? We don't see that. Instead, parliament wants to meet on this by bipartisan. Uh, in fact, we shall we shall make this if there is need for this, which personally I'm reluctant to admit there is actually no need of this bipartisan dialogue. Mm. If really there has to be, then let's bring it out outside parliament. Let's bring it to the people. Let it be multi-partisan. Multi Let's um, bring all the political parties because we all participated in the last general election, either as as as, as candidates or as people uh, who participated in, the, in that voting. So this this nonsense of uh, Azimio and uh, and uh, and by the way, I don't even understand. Last time when I was here, we discussed whether somebody can actually belong to two political parties at the same time. Mm. So now we have reduced Kenya into being Azimio and uh, KK. We have reduced Kenya into being Raila and Ruto. So where, where do the rest of us fit in? And really, if you want to talk about the problems that have really uh, affected this country for the longest time, there is um, an avalanche of inquiries and findings about what ails Kenya. If it is matters electoral justice or injustice, whichever way you want to look at it, we have the Krigler report. There is even Waki report on post-election violence that again links to matters election how we manage our elections we have got the Akumi report we have the Ndungu report on matters land and many many others i could go on, on we have got the truth justice and reconciliation commission report which today are gathering dust so if kk administration was anything to go by and if they are really truthful mm. then let them retable those reports and let's because they have identified the problem in our, in our country I know one, 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 one thing they will never put on the table mm. is the conduct and character of the leadership we have in this country because it's a direct betrayal of Chapter 6 of our Constitution. I want to ask a question. Mm -hmm. You've said you don't see the need yes. for this <clears throat> dialogue, the yes. bipartisan dialogue. Mm -hmm. And you say, if there's any need, then let it be outside Parliament. When you say you don't see the need, mm. are you saying that you don't see um, the reason why the dialogue was called for? Okay, first of all, so let's 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 deconstruct because the, the, the reason yeah. the dialogue was called as a result of the agitation by the Azimio side and the president said, Okay, so let me hear you. Uh, let's have a conversation. So are you saying that even the call for demonstration was unjustified? No, no, no. Uh, first of all, um, personally, as a constitutional lawyer, I respect constitutional rights and liberties any time of the day, any minute of the day. Um Article 37 of the Kenya Constitution guarantees the right to 
you know to to pick it to demonstrate whatever but it also says peaceably you know you must be peaceful when you go on this demonstration and picketing mm. now of course the character of uh, odm or azimia side demonstration has always been violence and you've seen that disruption of the economy disruption of the very very economy they want improved by the time when you when you instill fear on mamamboga or aboda boda who is not able to use certain routes you've already sent that man home hungry and his children sleep hungry so when i look at the agenda by the azimio side mm. there is a sweetener the first one i think is is a cost of living cost of fuel and all that and but the 99% of it is about election okay now the issue of election was closed even for you today to say let's open a server mm. let's open a ballot box you need a court order mm. azimio has not moved the court and they ought to know this uh they i mean they, i see a lot of ignorance in azimio side mm. uh, for example um the court of appeal decision in the minor kiai case mm. concluded that what is final result is that vote that is cast at the polling station yeah and that is form 34a mm. which were fed into the server okay mm. i'm not a, i'm not an it person but i i did to, I, I did just a quick search mm. what is this server a server is basically a computer it's a storage facility as simple as that and when you are given a link to that storage facility to that computer you've already accessed the server so this issue of saying let's open the server i don't understand what it is they are not even explaining now that agenda is more about election i see a lot of bitterness that we did not win and i think when i speak to some of the azimi of people mm. they really um, they are embarrassed they don't understand how could we have lost this election when we had uh, uru kenyatta on our side the government then the, the outgoing president we had all the resources i think they're really they're really wondering and of course now it's coming out clear that they did not even have agents yeah mm. and i think they, they did not even look after their own vote mm. so the reason i say i smell bbi because that is a dead issue the issue on election is a dead issue i do not see in that agenda relating to election as punishing any ibc officials who may have committed electoral malpractice mm. if i saw that then i will take them very very seriously mm -hmm. because if there are irregularities and remember it is the same both sides say that uh, we will go to this election if we lose we'll accept mm. but those who lost as me aside moved the court the jurisdiction of the supreme court which is the only place where we can actually determine matters presidential election mm. and the supreme court returned a verdict mm. and you recall the judges even asked very tough questions please explain this to us uh, how did this ballot you know how was it changed and they were not able to uh, surprise surprise thereafter they come up with a with a whistleblower blah 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 so so the, having been having been in this country also in 2017 2018 and having participated in that election mm. i see all the signs of how a, another bbi is being uh, choreographed i don't what, understand mm. what are the tenets of the bbi what was the focus what would you say were the pillars that was supposed to support the BBI there are about nine pillars if you recall okay. uh, and, yeah. so when you say that you see it being resurrected what exactly is being resurrected what actually what is being resurrected are two things 
an element of BBI which is really an inclusion of the regional kingpins into, into government to be accommodated. But I also see an element of uh, another version of the handshake. The handshake is, they, they have agreed they are not going to call it a handshake. <laughs> they will call it bipartisan. <laughs> and and if, you, if you go back to memory lane city, let's go back to memory lane so that Kenyans can see the pattern. 1997, you remember when uh, the phrase was that uh, the Jogo has swallowed the tractor. The cooperation and partnership between the then NDP and Kanu, mm-hmm. where Raila and his team were agitating outside uh, that Kanu is illegitimate, is not in government properly, then Moy brought them in. And therein, the people's problems were forgotten. Fast forward, 2002. The National Rainbow Coalition government again brought about brought again all these people together. There was an agitation, they came up together, then the NAC government was formed. Mm. Again, the talk was about constitution review, constitution making, amend the constitution. Mm. In 205, we went to a referendum. Again, they, they split. The, that marriage of convenience collapsed. Mm. In 207, 208 came in the Nusumkati government. Mm. Now the Nusumkati government again was about just addressing the you know the issues. But one of the things that I thank the Nusumkati government for there was the product of the current new constitution, the 2010 constitution. Mm. But after that, hell broke loose again. 2018, we saw the handshake government. Mm. Again, it started with the demonstrations, the false hearing in of Raila Odinga, and then eventually we let's shake hands, you know, we need to work. Now again, we are seeing uh, the bipartisan dialogue. Before the bipartisan dialogue, there was demonstration, you are an illegitimate government, we will storm state house, blah, blah, blah. So if I look at all these scenarios, except for the 202, mm. one of the, the geniuses of both Moi, Uru Kenyatta, and now Ruto, is to bring on board into government the only person out there, the biggest noisemaker who can actually mobilize the mob mm. and the crowd. Raila Molo Dinga. And the only way to quieten him is either to do this to accommodate him. To accommodate, to accommodate him is to introduce this language of less dialogue. Mm. What are we dialoguing on? On the Kenya Kwanzaa government city, mm. mm. if you truly won the election, yeah, and you so believe so you won the election. The Supreme Court even said, Yes, you won this election. Why then are you entertaining talks over what? I would like to see KK implement its plan. I want to see KK, uh, you know, uh, reduce the cost of living like they promised. They said in 100 days. Now they moved to six months. Now they're saying give us time. You know, the coffers were empty. But we are also seeing the kind of expenditure that is that's happening in, on our very, very eyes. Mm. So this is just an attempt to accommodate their laziness in implementing or in, in their in their in, in, in capacity mm. to implement what that which they promised Kenyans. So they will bring in because many other people, I mean many other people inside there really have no capacity in my view to organize a demonstration. They or they don't have a, a psychophantic following like Raila has. And so the only way to appease Raila Molodinga is to say no less dialogue. Now you can see the language has changed. We are no longer going to Mandamano. We are going to town halls. Town halls. Let me ask you this: which question. is probably a much a more uh, elegant way of uh, of doing things. <laughs> we'll have town halls, streets. and then we'll end up at Jacaranda grounds. Yes, this is not a town. Let's let's. And, take uh, a but break but also before city comes in, mm. and uh, the other thing that about this dialogue, see, it's less with a lot of threats. If you don't do this, we'll do that. Now, how do you dialogue with somebody who is threatening you? Plus, I really want to see the agenda. 
I don't see any agenda other than just election. Let's take a break then. It's 29 minutes to 9. Dr. Ekuru Alcott is the party leader of the Third Way Alliance. He is here with us in the studio this morning raising questions about this bipartisan talks that have been proposed and that are going to take place between Azimio and Kenya Kwanza. He says, uh, what I see here is just a return of BBI. How about that? You made it to the end of today's podcast. You clearly ooze stamina. Guess what? Just hit subscribe at Standard Media Podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Our podcasts drop daily. From me and the team, catch you next time. Bye-bye.